Welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Jamie Wojciechowski. And I'm Marilyn Brown. And today uh, we are, I guess, doing part two of our Roseanne discussion um, because we spent half the podcast last week uh, discussing the controversies surrounding the show itself. And this week uh, there is now much more controversy surrounding Roseanne Barr herself. Uh, I'm in a, I'm in a weird place about it, uh, because, uh, I'm in a weird place of forming, uh, thoughts on it because I feel like it's very fresh since it just happened two days ago, which we tend to, uh, talk about things a little later than that so that there is more mindful reflection and I have not seen any, uh, real kind of in-depth mindful analysis of uh, the cancellation of the show and Roseanne's racist tweet that uh, kind of sparked it all. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard for me to comment on beyond just kind of saying what happened because I, I don't, I feel like, the reaction is still in the emotional place um, and not in the in the mindful what happens now place, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I do think that we definitely usually we don't usually talk about things when they're this fresh. Um, and so I definitely think that, like, there hasn't been a lot of time to reflect on it. But I think for me, it's kind of interesting because. Finding out that this happened, it, it kind of felt like um, the reaction itself was kind of this like spotlight on um, something that has that's kind of been brewing and, and, and how it all kind of came out was just really interesting to me. And the timing, because we had just talked about it, it was like four days after we talked about it that this happened. And I think one of the last kind of questions that I asked you was, do you think that we can someone can kind of divorce themselves from their art that we can kind of separate a person from their art. And, and, and what does that really look like? And, and I think that what kind of the way all of this went down and how quickly the reaction and the response was to it, which I think was completely appropriate. Um, I feel like we're in a time where it's really, really hard to do that. And we're seeing that I think because of the, because of this expectation that celebrities are also active on social media, not, and, and not every celebrity is there are celebrities that choose not to be on Twitter and things like that. But I definitely think that usually there's an expectation that you're getting a personal connection to our, our, our celebrities now. And I think that like we're coming to a time where we're not able to divorce, you know, where you're not able to separate those two things and that, um, eventually your beliefs and behaviors kind of bleed into things and, and, and this was the response. And so that for me was kind of just an interesting, like it was, I didn't expect something like this to happen so quickly and for the response to, to be what it was. But I also felt like it was a, a clear, um, message that like there needs to be more accountability for what's said that we can't just separate because these these words and these things do have impact and they do have consequences and they do cause harm 
Yeah. And for those who don't know, basically what happened was Roseanne Barr uh, tweeted a very racist tweet about a former uh, Obama administration aide. Uh, and then... Uh, then quickly once quickly apologized and then kind of unapologized and then uh it, it was just so the, the 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 aftermath of it and just seeing how she responded on twitter saying she's leaving twitter and then coming back and then a, kind of attacking her castmates who were speaking out against her and then taking that back and uh th- there's definitely something going on there like that's not normal human healthy humanness i guess Um, i I think the point you bring out this the separation thing because i mean that's what we were talking about last week is uh it it's hard when i think there is a person who is so strongly attached to uh, a piece of art um yes even in our conversation i was having a I was having a struggle on, I have an opinion about the show, but I didn't really have an opinion on that aspect of it, of Roseanne, because I don't follow her as a, a personality enough. And the little I know about her is kind of twofold because I feel like she does, she has pushed for a lot of social change positive social change in her career but then also has a habit of doing things like this so it's like a weird it's it's a i i think i think she's it's it's strange because even in all this i think she's a good example of of that demographic that the show is trying to reach of people who want who see wanting social change but aren't their egos get in the way and they can't self-reflect enough to stop their own perpetuation of those problems mm-hmm. if if that makes sense and i, I and it's almost no, disheartening because it's just a little it's almost it's almost i don't even know what i want to say i just saw a lot of uh there were messages i was seeing in posts about uh how kind of what we always see about how the the racism in the tweet uh means that uh Roseanne herself is uh it's hard to explain because we we actually as a culture don't have the language for this the difference between the kind of racism we see now versus that the the ex- I would say the the most extreme racism which means like if you're racist against uh Muslim people, for example, you literally hate every single Muslim person, right? And I and I think those are two different things, but because we don't have words for it, people, it's hard to express, right? It's the same thing that happens with a lot of Trump supporters who are like, well, I don't have, I have a black friend, so I'm not racist. And it was like, well, that's not, there's all these depths to, mm-hmm. to racism, and I find that we often are incapable of having a really meaningful conversation about it because the word is so broad at this point that mm-hmm. it, it it's so easy to to be misconstrued and, and to get defensive around it because it, it's hard to be specific, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I also don't feel like 
I, I see what you're saying about the, the nuances of it. And I think that it's definitely layered and that there's, you know, overt in your face, you know, I hate this population of people racism. And then there's also kind of more under the surface racist views or, or, or things that we see. But I, I don't think that one is harmful and one's not. I think that oh, I, yeah, part yeah. Of the, and, not, and I don't, and I'm not saying that you're saying that, but I think mm-hmm. that like part of the problem is that people are trying, people are constantly saying, well, because I'm not in your face, I'm not like wearing a KKK hood and I'm not, you know, out in the street advocating for enslaving all black people that I can't be racist, but like you can be very, very racist and you can have these views and this isn't, new for Roseanne. And I remember last week, I couldn't remember like the examples of, of racism that, you know, when I looked things up, I was like, oh yeah, no, that's pretty racist. I couldn't remember them because I don't care enough about Roseanne to, to remember things that are going on with her. But she called Susan Rice an ape as well on Twitter, like some years back. And, and so this isn't new. And I think what we're seeing is that there was a time when this wasn't okay. And when, and where it was very, very clear that you, you, you're not supposed to say these things. There was definitely like people were shamed for expressing views like this in public spaces. If this was things that people said at home and, and with their family or whoever, they didn't publicly share them. And there was like a kind of a healthy, I think amount of like, this is not okay. And, and Mm -hmm. public shaming around it. And I think the problem is that like, we've reached this Twitter age where like everything is considered free speech. Everything is considered okay. And it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not harming anybody. Everything is considered a joke. And, and, and if, and you know, it's, it's, there's, and then we're, you know, in a time where the administration and the people that are leading our administration intentionally don't apologize and, and, and say things that are, that are intentionally inflammatory. Um, and so it's becoming normalized and it's becoming okay. And I think you do see this where kids, I mean, kids at school are getting called racial slurs, like 10 year olds and seven year olds are getting called racial slurs by their classmates. And this, I mean, maybe it happened some before, but it wasn't to the degree that it is. And so I think that like Roseanne is, has been very, very active on Twitter. I definitely, she's been known to have, emotional and mental instability over the years. Um, we've all been aware that she mentioned and just, just tried to blame Ambien, which Ambien's response was pretty um, amazing. They were like, our, our medication has lots of side effects. Racism is not one of them. Um, and so, you know, I think that part of the problem is that when you're validated for certain things and kind of and and certain things become normalized then you think it's okay and she you know has been able to post and delete and say awful things and then delete them later and have no consequences for it and actually be given another chance at this at this platform to do it and so you know I kind of felt like when I saw it it was like I, I heard what you were saying that like she had this opportunity to affect change in this way and to kind of use the platform to like speak on these things to an audience that needed it. But I think unfortunately her own instability and the fact that I don't know that she was even coming to it with that intention in the first place. Like, I don't know that she was like looking to like be this bridge, you know what I mean? And kind of open up, open these doors or if she was just being herself. And unfortunately it kind of all came apart. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think the, the, the hard thing with her, too, is, I mean, I think the reaction to it was 100% justified, and I think they canceled it for just, her show for just reasons. Um, I think the, the conversation I wish people were having, having is more, I think it's important in this particular situation to, to really analyze why she behaved and tweeted the way she did and does. Um, and I mean, I, I met her multiple times when she was running, uh, on the green party for president, um, two elections ago. And the thing I noticed right off the bat about her was that she was incredibly liberal and cared deeply about uh, progressing social change in a positive way. But her instinct when uh, challenged was or when she didn't like someone or like something was to attack it in the most brutal and brutal way she could literally think of which often was very racist very sexist just very xenophobic where and it it was just always interesting to me because she would talk she would talk politics and her politics i was relatively aligned with because they were very progressive but then in her life she just it was something something in her she just didn't like to be challenged she didn't anyone she just disagreed with she wanted to to destroy in, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and I think that's where it, it comes from. And I think that distinction is important in this because it, it isn't the normal blanket racism that we, that a lot of people like to label things. Um, there's like this depth that I think in a lot of ways makes it worse because it's, it's someone who doesn't necessarily believe the things they're saying, saying things to affect people in a specific way using that. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know her well enough to know like how intentional is it. I mean, whenever I saw it just a couple times and it seemed very just instinctual and reactionary. Um, mm-hmm. And often she would then apologize once she actually thought about it. But I mean, yeah, yeah it's well, just, I mean, yeah. And I, it's like, I don't want to go down like the road of trying to, to analyze or assess her. But I do think that like over the years, she's definitely shown signs of having like an impulse control disorder where she will do things and kind of, like you said, react and then end up apologizing later. I mean, there's been multiple things that publicly have happened where we've seen her kind of lash out and then have to kind of draw back and, and um, you know, but the interesting thing too is that um, she, she also, when she, when she lashes out, cause I mean, A, I think you can be incredibly liberal and also be incredibly racist and have racist or misogynist or whatever those views are. I don't think that those things have to be separate. And I think we, I, I, we tend to encounter this struggle, I think a lot. And that's part of why it's not why it's difficult to even really talk about it because I think there is a section of people who, who are, who have become really comfortable blaming and using the minority and marginalized population as the scapegoat for whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how 
liberal or conservative their views are, but it's that, you know, as soon as something it feels not right, we're, you know, we're going to attack here. And this is kind of the, the, the population that's already set up to take that. Um, and so it's hard. Cause I think with Roseanne, like, again, I think we're seeing somebody that like is emotionally, has a lot of emotional instability and she was kind of flailing for something that was going to work as far as like, okay, let me apologize and see if this is okay. Okay, wait, forget about it. And then, you know, attacking her castmates and just kind of all over the place. And I think recognizing that like she's losing something that she, you know, really values, but also is searching for validation in what she did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Searching for like, okay, but like, this isn't okay, but really tell me it's okay. Tell me it's yeah. not that, you know what I mean? And so, and I, we see that a lot. And so it's kind of, I don't know. It was just interesting to me because it felt like an accelerated unraveling of something that wasn't really going to, ha- was already tenuous mm-hmm. on its own. You know, it was just kind of like, you know, seeing how involved she was. Cause I mean, she wasn't just, like she would get involved in like, she was tweeting about Pizzagate stuff. She was like really, really deep into this kind of conspiracy theory bubble. And it's like, you know what I mean? It was just kind of like, that's not reality. And so at some point, like something's going to happen where that spills over and there's more consequences. And I think if she was a woman of color, the consequences, she wouldn't have even been given that (laughs) second platform, but she was able to get that next chance. And you know, unfortunately, I mean, I think the sad thing, and that's why I continue to say, unfortunately, because I, I'm not sad about her losing the show, but I am sad about, or I feel for the people who worked on that show and the people who had jobs and then woke up Tuesday morning without a job, mm-hmm. you know, so that's unfortunate. But at the same time, I do think that like the network made a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, the, the thing about her is I think there's this idea and I think it's because she presents, she, she often presents herself from a place of ego where the show, she always presents as her show. But the reality is there's tons of producers. She doesn't write the show. She's not the showrunner. Like there's a lot of input. And I think what made the show successful in the past and even just the first season was that there were always people putting her in check. And I think that's what we saw. And ABC made uh, a statement kind of that made me think about this was that they had been seeing things on her uh, with her tweeting and her social media that they were having issues with and just kind of left her unchecked until this point where she went too far. And I was like, yeah, that, that's an example of the difference between someone kind of being left to their own devices and someone who is in a situation where there are checks in place to kind of subdue certain aspects of, of a person, because I mean, she did say in many interviews when the show was first starting that the aim, her entire aim with wanting to bring it back was trying to bridge the gap and try to bring more understanding between people and, and between right and left. And and it was a, in the, in the writer's room and among the producers, uh, it was a, a really main focus, but mm. when you have someone who is toxic to that, it it 
stops anyone from doing anything. It was, I was, was it on CNN? Um, one of the original writers from the series, not, that's not on the new one. Yeah. Made statements and he just brought up a point that really changed my mind. Cause I was thinking about what is the mindful response to this, right? Is it just that if, if a star does something like this, we cancel their show and yeah, we put everyone who's the thousands of people who are working on it uh, out of a job and whatever. Like, is that the only solu- proper solution? Is there other things that do we have to have some road to redemption for people? Like what, what is the mindful way? And he brought up that if he was Roseanne, what he would have done was he would have said, or offered to give all of his profits that he would make from the show to an organization like the NACP or or Black Lives Matter or some what just some organization to keep the show going and and promise to uh, to incorporate the lessons that she learned into the show and and things like that to try to get it now whether that would that should be okay and that should the network should be like oh that's a great idea or whatever but right. it's interesting to see uh, to uh. hear another potential way for it to go um mm-hmm. because i often i mean i feel like this has happened a, it happened with the kevin species show and 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 stuff when there's just like let's there's kind of a campaign to just cancel the show and for me and i think it's because i'm in the industry i do think about there's a lot of people who are also negatively affected by that. So I think it needs to be just a, a, a more mindful conversation because it's also then we don't, because there's other people, you can't just ignore the behavior of the the head of the production or whatever. Right. So it's, a, it's just a complex s- situation that I feel we don't necessarily ever have truly mindful conversations on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's something that's we're we're newly having to deal with this. I mean, I think it's happening more often, but again, because we're in this age where people are open about who they are and we're we're getting to know people personally, I think it's just happening more where we're having situations like this because I feel like it it didn't like it this will it's it, it is happening a lot more often and it's and it's sad to think like there isn't I don't ever think there's just one way to deal with something and so I do think that we have to come up with a more or with more mindful solutions and I think you know it's going to depend on each network and kind of each production and what they do I know that there were talks around um there was another show um the show with Jeffrey Tambor um transparent and they were talking about potentially bringing the show back without him on the show and kind of doing some things like that and so I do think that there's got to be a better way to manage it and also because we want to we want to bring solutions and so you know I I actually I'm glad that people are talking so much about this because I feel like it's important that this this conversation be had and I think that like the more we can kind of deal with it when it happens and address it in a way that's um creative and mindful I think that like we'll get a better handle on how to manage it but it's like this is kind of just feels like it's happening like one after the other that's something like it's 
it's hard because there's no because it's so new there's no yeah there's no standard practice because i've been seeing a lot about like oh you canceled roseanne but or a lot of the all the places i don't want to say all the places i don't know how many how many networks are running the old reruns um but a bunch of them said they weren't going to air it anymore but a lot of those places also air the cosby show so Mm -hmm. there was just i saw a lot of outrage about that about like the the parallels of different things of like well why why cancel why is this more offensive than this and it's just Mm -hmm. i mean i think they're important they're used two ways one it's an important conversation but also i was seeing it used as a way to kind of stand up for roseanne um which is not i don't think that's the right conversation i think it's more about well where where do we go for here what is the standard practice when things like this happen and the other issue i had was about was with abc right i just don't uh, it just bothers me when uh it, it bothered me how much credit uh abc and, and disney were were getting um Mm-hmm. Uh, just because one, again, I'm in, I'm in the industry and I really don't think, and I don't think there's any evidence to suggest that this tweet is actually the, the sole reason the show was canceled. Um, the one actress who plays Darlene's daughter, uh, tweeted about how she was already trying to leave the show previously. And there were all these other things that had been, um, that I had read about that were kind of issues and how it was going to even move on to a second season. So I think this was more the last kind of nail in the coffin of it. Um, but with all the other terrible practices of ABC, it's just sometimes I want, I want to give credit where credit's due, but I also don't want to, because they do one thing I agree with kind of push everything else that I don't agree with under the rug. Um, so yeah, Which, I mean, I mindful conversations then change that, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, it's interesting because I know that, like, they were on something I read. They were saying that like Roseanne was like the first thing that they had on their upfronts. Is that what it's called? I don't. I'm not in the industry, yeah, but like, yeah. for the show and showcase, like what you know they're showing off or whatever. And they were saying that that was like the first thing that they showed and they were very excited to go into this next season. And so I don't know, cause I'm hearing multiple things, but I do think that like, it is significant that like the only um, major studio head that's a black female is, a, is the head of ABC. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, it, 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 things are changing and I think that's important to recognize. And so, 100%. you know, yeah, but it, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because I do think that like, whether there were other little things that were kind of going on and it was like, okay, well, this is what we've kind of, what we're going to put out there is the reason like, um, it still gives space to a reason that usually people don't care about. Right. Usually right. nobody is standing up for a black woman and, not being called, you know, an ape. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times was Michelle Obama called a man and an ape and all of these awful things? And, you know, there was very little reaction to it. And so it's like, whatever the real reasons were, I'm happy that, like, this was the reason that people are now aware of and, right. and recognizing it's not okay. And I mean, it is a big, I mean, regardless of if there were other issues, I mean, the upfronts are really about 
getting commercial dollars and mm-hmm. it it was one of the biggest shows it was one of the most profitable shows yeah. for them and the fact that it's the first show they're showing it up front means that it was going to be the most expensive ad dollars yeah. um so they took a big risk in yeah. canceling it no matter what the reason was and i i don't think that it was like a cover-up of we're like oh we're just gonna put say it's this excuse i think that was a major reason right um, like I, the just, I, I know there were other kind of issues with things going on and i think a lot of it had to do with roseanne and those things um yeah. because the actress who came out saying she was already trying to leave uh-huh. she didn't say but there was an implication and it was like this is why right right yeah hmm well, I don't know, but I, I do think that like we're in a time where we we're got we have to look for mindful ways to move forward when stuff like this happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping that a mindful kind of conversation starts to uh, happen within the industry uh, about it, um, and and culturally. But yeah. um, I think in these cases, I think a lot of times it is the industry that starts those conversations mm-hmm. and then they kind of seep into the public but right. yeah yeah and i also think too for people being mindful about what you're saying online you know mm-hmm. it's it, this is not i think people have just become comfortable saying anything and and posting and deleting and just being mindful of the things that you're saying and what's coming out and if you feel like it's a harmless joke still taking a pause and, and thinking about it before you actually hit share because there are consequences. Yeah. The other thing I've seen a lot of that, uh, I think, yeah, check. I, I try to, I'm not always successful, but I always try to make sure I'm in a, a centered place and that I've checked my, my ego and my privilege before I make comments on social media, because mm-hmm. even I've seen a lot of people criticizing Roseanne Barr over this, but using very sexist language to do so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is, it, it, it's just interesting to me that you would try to uh, defend mm-hmm. uh, or be against this this racist tirade, but then use similar tactics in attacking the person who you're criticizing. Um, so I think yeah yeah i've seen a lot of that (laughs) yes i've seen a lot of that as well and i think too that like when you're criticizing i mean that's coming from a place of judgment already so it's probably not so mindful in the first place so it's it it makes sense that you're criticizing somebody else and judging them and then you know it, it it kind of you you lose you lose the, I won't call it the moral high ground. I don't know what else to call it though, but you lose the, your mindfulness when you're, when you're criticizing and judging in the first place. So. Yeah. And you're just perpetuating. The other thing I see with it is you're perpetuating the same problems. You're, I mean, it's very much what Roseanne did and what mm-hmm. Roseanne did. She claims to be wanting to be a force for change. And yet she's, causing problems with that change and then i see the response of people attacking her doing the very same thing and i mean at this point it's it's 
it angers me, but I also try to stay back because I know, one, that I'm not in a centered place, so I don't want to engage, and two, me engaging, even if I was being mindful at that point, is not going to help because they're not in a mindful place or they wouldn't be behaving that way. So, right. Yeah. And a lot of times the, the mindful response is to not engage at all. Especially right now when things are really heated and there's just kind of a lot of emotion around things. And that's why I think kind of going back to the beginning that a lot of times we talk about this stuff after things have kind of settled down and there is some time to have a mindful discussion around it. Yeah. I wish everybody could take a pause. <laughs> we don't do that. People want to like respond right away. And again, we're in that like, you know, live tweet. Like you want to be the first one to react, the first one to say something. So there's like no pausing nowadays right. <sighs> well i think that's it yeah i don't think there's any homework <laughs> <laughs> and, and next time uh we hopefully will have some positive mindfulness topics to discuss yes we will intentionally yes. look for something positive in no mind more roseanne <laughs> Oh, more Roseanne. Oh, and today, I just saw this online, is I think it's International Meditation Day. So, oh. not meditated today. Take a few minutes yeah, and yeah. sit with yourself. Yeah. So, that's your homework. Sit yes. for 30 minutes. And if you don't have 30 minutes, then sit for an hour. And if you don't have 30 minutes, sit for an hour. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time.